Welcome to the WCIA 3 in 1 podcast. Brett Barons and Andy Olson here. We're after hours. Illinois basketball after dark. They are just leaving Indianapolis now. It's past midnight central time. And we are breaking down in Illinois 82 69 loss to the number two Baylor Bears. Andy, quick hitters here. What's your first reaction from the game tonight? Uh, first reaction? I mean, that's kind of tough to just get it all down into like a one reaction. I mean, there's a lot of things that I, I take away from this game, Brett. I think the biggest thing is, you know, just the fact that um, this is was a huge learning experience for this Illinois team. I mean, you, you talk about, you know, how many players have come back, and, you know, that's why, you know, there's such a, a favorite going into the season, so popular in so many of the national rankings. I mean, when you bring back Io and Kofi and Trent and DeMonte, a, a lot of, uh, leadership on this team um, that got a little bit exposed tonight by a Baylor Bears team that has just as much experience coming back and you know they found it tough at times to break down the Baylor Bears defense um, they found it tough on the other side of the ball to try and stop the Baylor Bears offense you know it was just a, a night of learning what this team was um, this team is not bad by any stretch of the means. Baylor is a very good team that, you know, they went on one run in the second half, and that's just kind of how we ended up at the scoreline that we got. Uh, but there's a lot to take out of this, and I think uh, a big learning experience, uh, you know, for this entire team, Brett. And look, a lot of these guys haven't been on this stage before. It's the first exactly, top five yeah. matchup for Illinois since 2005 in the national title game when they played North Carolina and lost and finished runner-up in the country. They've played on high stages. It's not the first environment for a lot of these guys other than your freshman and Coleman Hawkins and Andre Curbelo and Adam Miller, who I thought overall played really, really well given the circumstance. I didn't feel like the moment was too big for them. But this is the first magnitude game for these guys. Without the NCAA tournament last year, without even the Big Ten tournament, you don't get those like huge primetime moments where you know, you've know you got Dan Schulman and Jay Billis on the call, and, and it <laughs> takes you back for so many Illini fans to that 2004-2005 season and the magical season that that was. And I didn't feel like the moment was too big for most of the team. They came out and, and battled really the first half there. I thought... You know, all things considered, they didn't get down big early. You would take that as an Illini fan overall. Only down one at half, 31-30, you're feeling pretty good. Yes, there are things to nitpick, and we will do that here over the next couple of minutes on our on our podcast as we break down this game. But I, th I thought you hit it on the head there that, you know, they came out and, and really didn't feel like the moment was too big for them. Yeah, and I think I, I, that's like... Uh, something that you would take coming out of the game going into it fans I think would take that not getting blown out you know showing that you know you deserve to be on this stage and you bring up a really good point Brett that you know your your IOs and uh, your your Kofi's the trends all the guys that I talked about coming back and that's why the team was such a popular pick with so many people um, they didn't have the NCAA tournament last year they didn't have the Big Ten tournament you have to go all the way back to for IO back to freshman year when they played two games in the Big Ten tournament before they get they got knocked out there so you're right they haven't had this type of stage really before so getting back on this stage I think is super important for this season you know learn what that was like and these kind of tests are going to be really important because I mentioned what they can learn and what they can take away from that you don't want to be 27 and 0 or how many games are playing this you don't want to be that number in O going into the Big Ten tournament the NCAA tournament because then I feel like you've that don't feel like you've ever gotten down and had to fight. They kind of had to fight last week against Ohio, but a, a loss like this that stings, I think can be really important for this team. And you mentioned it down one point at halftime. 
they would have definitely taken that with Kofi missing a large portion of that first half in foul trouble. When you talk about Georgie coming out and having the game that he did, that's huge. I mean, that's a huge stepping stone for Georgie. Someone that fans had, you know, talked about as someone who needed to take another step coming into this season. And I think I got two big takeaways from this game, maybe three and four as you kind of work down the line there. But my, my two biggest takeaways is that this was freshman year Georgie Bashanishvili. And if he can do that in a backup role when Kofi gets in foul trouble, even if he's not in foul trouble, Brad's got some tough decisions to make about how he's going to run his rotation there, if he's going to have them both at the five. When Kofi goes out with 11 minutes left in the first half with his second foul, and Brad said afterwards in his post-game press conference, you can watch it here on our digital channels. We, we stream the whole thing as well if you want to go back and listen to it. But he said he had thought about putting Kofi back in, but he didn't need to because Georgie was playing so well. You know, when Ayodusumu only has three first-half points, and you're only down one, I think you're feeling pretty good about that. Desumu was punched in the mouth, and that's all because Georgie Bashanishvili comes out and scores 13 first-half points, going six for eight from the field. Where the heck did that come from? Last year, he struggled by and large pretty much the entire year, especially in Big Ten play, was uh, really, really hurting there for his confidence and everything else. And, and he comes out tonight, and he showed me a lot about what he could potentially be once again. And I think we all knew that, right? He puts up 30-plus points at a freshman record, breaking Deion Thomas's record against Rutgers as a freshman two years ago. And then where does this come from tonight? That was really, really encouraging and probably my biggest takeaway from this game tonight. And you, you mentioned, Brett, not to interject, but, I mean, Brad also brought up in that press conference for the game when you're kind of two star guards at the moment. I think Adam Miller has proved to be, you know, a big-name guard along with guard with Io. When they only make eight field goals out of their 30 attempts, around 30 attempts for the game, you're going to need a performance like that from Georgie to even keep it close. So not everything was clicking for the team tonight. Um, and they still showed a kind of resilience until, you know, finally, you know, the, the back was broken in the second half of that 7-0 run in under, I think it was 30 seconds for Baylor where things kind of got out of control. But that's some good fight. And, you know, I'm keeping track of the comments here. Lauren is asking what the final score. It was 82-69, to Baylor uh, taking the win tonight. And Baylor outscores Illinois 51-39 in the second half. And you could tell, I think Illinois is getting a little tired there in the second half. Uh, Georgie does have 13 in the first, only scores 15. So he struggled a little bit in that second half. And you could tell they, they mixed up different defensive strategies against Georgie. And Kofi was in for more in the second half as well, which I think played into those numbers. But my second biggest takeaway here, Andy, was just that Io DeSumo came out and, and pretty much got punched in the mouth early. And I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing, all things considered. I think he needs a little bit of this adversity to show him what he needs to work on and continue to push. And, I, and they had a game plan against Ayodusumu. That was pretty easy to see tonight, that Jared Butler was going to come out and, and really try and shut down Ayodusumu along with his Bears defense. And so Ayo comes in and after only scoring three first-half points, finishes with uh, tying a game-high 18 points along uh, with Adam Flagler, the guy off the bench for Baylor, who puts up tw uh, 29 minutes tonight and 18 points and was 6 of 11 from the field. But for me, Andy, I guess it was more the fact that uh, Io's shots didn't necessarily come easy. He had to work for it a lot. 6 of 18 from the field tonight, 2 of 3 from 3, which is encouraging, and he made 4 or 5 free throws, is what we've come to expect from Io. Uh, but I felt like, especially in that first half, it did not come easy for Io tonight. No, nothing was coming easy, and that's what I think was 
possibly so uncomfortable about watching the game is that the offense wasn't flowing maybe necessarily like you had expected to the pick and roll was not working you know whatsoever and you know put that you know up against the Baylor offense which was it felt like it was picking and rolling uh, and getting open shots and getting guys open at ease in, in that second part of the game so seeing the offense sputter seeing Io kind of not being able to find those lanes that he's so accustomed to finding not being able to find that open man because Baylor was just a blanket over the entire Illini offense. And like I said, that was unsettling watching that. It's not something that you necessarily expect uh, going into that game based on what we've seen and what we expect from this team. So that is something that's going to be really interesting moving forward. I mean, we heard in the press conferences where, where Georgie and, you know, Brad were talking about what they need to change, what they need to clean up. That's definitely going to be one of them because you still have two really important non-conference games before you get into Big Ten play, Duke next week, and then Missouri following shortly after that. You have to wonder, you know, how they're going to change that and when defenses are really good like Baylor's defense is, how they're going to try and make that pick and roll work, how are they going to find those open guys because it really just was not there at all tonight, Brett. Let's hear from Georgie about just that and what you just mentioned. A lot of a lot of a lot of things, you know, made mistakes, a lot of mistakes, uh, details, you know, small details uh, matter in big games like this. And when you make uh, mistakes, even the littlest mistakes cost you a lot and they did cost us a lot today. And uh, we have to clean them up. Uh, pick and roll defense was not great. Uh, they beat us on that and just overall five for 40 minutes, you know. And I think he's got a lot of good points there. Look, I don't think this is a bad thing that Illinois lost this game. As you mentioned earlier, I don't think it's a bad thing that Io got picked on a little bit and, and is pointed out his weaknesses and what he needs to do and not force some shots and play within himself and within the offense. And, and you say all that knowingly that he still finished with a game high, uh, tying a game high with 18 points. There are some really, really good takeaways, though, out of all of this. Uh, I was super impressed uh, overall with Georgie, obviously. I thought Coleman Hawkins came in and battled the freshman Yes. Four man uh, had a couple of really nice defensive plays. Had a big block there in the second half, and and he he shot a three in the first half that really caught my attention because it was in stride. He had the confidence to shoot it. It didn't seem like he hesitated at all, and I love to see that from the freshman along with Andre Curbelo. Adam Miller a little bit of a tough night. Uh, still plays 31 minutes, only scores four points, goes 2 of 11 from the field. You're going to see that with a shooter, I think, sometimes, especially in these big moments early on in his career where, you know, he may struggle trying to find his shot. Uh, but I was impressed with Andre Curbelo as well, 3 for 6 from the floor with 11 points. I didn't feel like overall, especially with Curbelo and with Coleman Hawkins, Andy, it just seemed like they were comfortable out there on the court and what their role was in executing. Yeah, and even you talk about Adam Miller struggling a little bit today. He, you could tell that he felt comfortable still. I mean, you're not gonna. He missed some shots, and like you said, that's gonna happen sometimes. I think this is probably gonna be a pretty important game in his career and in his development. You know, a, a big time game where maybe he didn't perform like he wanted to. But you talk about the confidence. I mean, Coleman Hawkins shooting that three early on in the game with the block on defense. I mean, he was kind of, it seemed like thrust into a scenario that maybe they didn't envision for him with Kofi getting into a little bit of foul trouble. Georgie had some foul trouble too in the first half. I, I believe he got three pretty quickly, um, but they still cupped him out there. Um, so Andre Curbelo coming in, I mean, he had the uh, third highest point total 
uh, on the Illinois team today, which you probably would not have expected uh, coming into the game. But he just looked really comfortable, and they had mentioned on the broadcast that he had played on ESPN before when he was playing, you know, Bronny James's high school while he was playing out in New York. So maybe he, w this wasn't necessarily new to him, but it's definitely a different type of stage. So to see those guys making those strides, having those types of games uh, is super important. And the confidence is going to be key. You know, that's exactly what you wanted the freshman. You don't want them, you know, having terrible days and continuing to shoot, but sometimes those are going to happen. So getting that confidence is super important to see in these young players. And that's going to be incredible to see develop I feel like that's going to be one of the most interesting things uh, in their development in their time with you know Illinois because it's still early in their careers four games into it and they're already playing like this and overall confidence I don't have many issues I think they're this team is mature enough in that sense even with those newcomers and the freshmen you know we've heard Adam Miller speak really confidently about himself and and even Andre Curbelo, you know, and, and I think they're, they know they're good. They know they're coming in and they have a role on a, on a team. And when you have a guy like Ayodesumu who exudes confidence and knows the moment is big, you know, calls this a legacy game coming in and one that hopefully people would talk about for a long time, I have confidence that he'll get back to work tomorrow and, and be ready to go for the UT Martin game on Saturday. And then mo more importantly, be ready to match up with Duke next Tuesday night at Cameron Indoor. But uh, Brad Underwood talked a little bit about Desumu and his role tonight and understanding that all eyes are going to be on him. Well, I mean, I'll better get used to that. I was going to see that all, all night long or all year long. Uh, these guys do it at, at a little different uh, capacity. They, 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 they switched everything um, and really jumped him uh, on the sideline uh, and kept us pinned there. Uh, most teams don't have that kind of, that kind of firepower to do that. Uh, but uh, again, Mitchell's a, a, an incredible ball hawk, uh, vital, uh, you know, is, is plays so much bigger than he is and so athletic and strong. Uh, but, um, you know, again, it was, it was them. We knew it was coming. Uh, we probably over dribbled uh, trying to do too much, but, um, you know, we got to get the ball popping and we'll clean some of that stuff up, Derek. And I feel pretty confident about them coming back and getting back to practice and, and doing just that, cleaning some stuff up. Overall, Andy, how do you feel about the game tonight and this 82-69 loss to number two Baylor? I know it's going to sting for a lot of fans. I mean, we, we've all been there in our own fandom where you have this really hyped-up game. You think about what it would mean to win it. So I know it, it's going to sting for a lot of fans, but um, it may be hard to hear us talking about the positives when you feel like that, but there were a lot of good things to come out of this game, and it's going to be, I think, better for the team in the long run to have this type of game when you know they have to kind of pick themselves back up now. We always talk about that in sports, having to pick yourselves back up after a loss, but this is what good teams need to do. I mean, good teams lose. That happens, and you know we get to find out you know what this team is made of after this game. And you talk about you know that game at Duke. Is Lightning going to strike twice in Durham this year? Michigan State just had a win at Cameron Indoor Stadium. If there's ever been a year to do it, probably this year, where there's so many teams around the country that are bringing back so many players because of the pandemic. It's going to be really interesting to see what improves and what changes about this Illinois team in that game. And I know they're going to have that tune-up against UT Martin this weekend. Um, of course, that's going to be important. We don't want to look past that. But the next big circle on the calendar, I think, for fans is definitely that Duke game, and that's going to be the next challenge for this Illinois team. So to 
to compare tonight versus next week is going to be really interesting and uh, something that I'm looking forward to to see how the rest of this season is going to go for the team. The first loss for Illinois basketball this season, 3-1 and one now. We'll see how they respond if they can beat UT Barton heading to Duke. Another top 10 team would be 4-1. and one. You would assume Duke would be still around that top 10 caliber even after losing. And I don't think Illinois is going to drop too much either. If they can get a win over UT Martin, I think they'll still stay in that you know, 5-6-7 range uh, heading into next week. And it's another proven week with games at Duke and at Missouri. This is the time where we will find out what Illinois is made of in this stretch that, like you said, we had circled on the calendar in the non-conference schedule. And the conference schedule starts uh, not too far away here. In just a couple of weeks, Illinois is going to roll out the red carpet and welcome Minnesota to town for the first Big Ten. And then there we go. And I know one thing about this Big Ten schedule. It is going to be a brutal grind every game. Uh, there are even the quote-unquote bad teams, like you see a Marcus Carr in Minnesota just absolutely going off, and Minnesota not expected to be a top-half Big Ten team this year. It's, it's going to be a dogfight every game, and we're going to be there to cover it every step of the way. Andy, it was fun on the late-night after-hours WCIA 3-1 podcast. Definitely the latest we've ever done one, but it's fun to break it all down and a big night for Illinois basketball. Yeah, I'm just having a good time. And you talk about the Big Ten schedule. It's the best conference in college basketball right now. So your 9 and 10 teams are going to be really good teams still in that conference. So it doesn't get any easier from here. So getting this kind of tune-up is important. And uh, you mentioned it's late at night. Yeah, probably the latest I've ever been at work. So uh, I'm excited to be part of the sports team. And uh, uh, for hopefully it doesn't get any later than this. But uh, it was fun tonight. Oh, you just wait till the drive back, Andy. No, Welcome I know. The sports department. I it's know. all good. All right. Andy, thanks. We'll do it again soon. Thanks so much for listening and watching to the WCI 3-in-1 podcast.